This is the Championship Clubs Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Championships Club Podcast. You are listening to your host, Ross Hancock, and I'm delighted to be joined by not one, but two stalwarts of the engine room in the Championship. Today, it's Gully, first of all. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Um... Deep in twin life, mate. I was <laughs> fully exhausted. Day off today. Uh, looking forward to talking about your champ rugby. Absolutely, yeah. Lots to talk about from another few busy weeks uh, in the second flight. But first of all, we do welcome another pod returnee in the form of Amptil skipper Charlie Beckett. Charlie, great to have you back on, mate. And how are things up at Amptil? Hello, Ross. Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Pleasure to be back, boys. Always nice to come and talk some rugby. I'll, I'll full nose it up with anyone, anytime. And always fun to talk about the champ. Uh, so, yeah, pleasure to be back, boys. Thank you. Right, let's get into it, shall we? We'll go with round three to start with, so a fortnight ago now. Uh, some some big scores and some big results that, that stick out there. We're going to, uh, unfortunately, on, on my behalf, kick off uh, with uh, Pirates at home to Bedford. Bedford coming out on top, 41 points to 21 there. That was, um, yeah, not not a great day at the office for us, but uh, certainly, uh, certainly a good one for Bedford, Gully. What did you make of that one? I, I had Pirates down to win, I think, on my predictions. Um but actually, I think we said at the start of the year, I think I think Bedford would be good. I mean, they sit third in the league at the minute. I think, you know, they've got the right blend of experience and DRs at the minute. Um, like I said with Bedford, they go on these cycles and I think they'll be in a cycle for a good year this year with what they've got in their squad and who they've got in from Saints. Uh, settled front five as well with the two, two three second rows that have been around the champ for a long time. So, I'm although I was surprised that weekend, thinking about it in more depth, Pirates have had, a, you know, you guys have had a big, big swing of players, especially up front. So the the size of the scoreline surprised me. Uh, but you, like I said, great win for Bedford. They don't win down there very often, so it's, it'd be a, a hell of a win for them. And then sort of looking at the scores again, if we move Scottish against Jersey, um, Jersey, Jersey gave them a bit of a hide in there, didn't they? And I thought, I think we spoke to Shep the week before that, and they kind of thought they might do a bit better. So. Yeah, that's that's a fifty-five twenty-one win to Jersey, so they're flying as well. So it's uh, it's, it's an interesting few few weeks for the for the Reds and going and beating. So they've they've got off to a flyer. Um, I think we skip on to have a chat with Charlie now about sort of the Cov Amptil game because that's a that's a tight one, and I don't like to bring he's <laughs> shaking his head like, "What happened, mate? You were winning, weren't you?" <laughs> mate, so there aren't many tougher places to go than Cov away in this league. So on the face of it. Two points away there is a is a good result, but I I think even the most staunch of Coventry fans would struggle not to say it. They got away with one on the day simply because we for thirty minutes it was one of the best Amstel performances I've been a part of. And just you know one of those days where everything you try and do works. And thirty minutes in it was, and then thirty to fifty was a tight game, and then fifty to eighty we just decided to forget how to play rugby. Like we were dreadful for the last 30 minutes. And you can't say we deserve to win because of how dreadful we were for the last 30. But we were so dominant for the first 30. But I think it just shows the tightness of the league. And that Comfrey team, on paper, there was a lot of names missing. Like they didn't... Um, Jordan Poole's unfortunately injured. I got there in the day and found out uh, Bambi, Josh Bainbridge was injured. They were missing a lot of players up front, their leaders. So fair play to them to come back from 19-0 down. I said that on Twitter. It was... We were so dominant that any team to come back from how we were playing and how on top we were, it has huge spirit and massive, massive kudos to them. But we really, really threw that one away. And it was um it was a tough, 
change room after. It was a very, very quiet change room after. What's um I've I've been in an Antil team that's been up and lost. Like genuinely what was like the reaction from Tommy and Lad? I imagine they they don't mince their words, those two, do they? No, it, it was very clear that the only people to blame were the players on the pitch and it wasn't good enough. And quite often as captain, I'll go to bat for the boys and defend defend us and them against the coaches. But there was I said after I was like, because everyone just looks at, looked at me and I was like, lads, I have nothing to add to that. That is completely on us and we need a reaction. And I'm sure we'll talk about when we go to round four, but thankfully we got one the week after. But two points at Wake Cov looks good, but three points certainly went begging that day for us. Interesting to hear that, Charlie. Like you say, we'll talk about round four in a minute in a slightly more positive light for you guys. Um, looking back at round three again, though, it's, it's hard to to look away from from every round at the moment, that, that Coldy fixture and... They hosted Nottingham and, and were pipped 27-19 and missing out on on any points at all. But another really strong showing from them, Gully. And they're re- they are really punching their above their weight in this league already, aren't they? Yeah, mate. They're they're doing so well. Um and it's I think it was a late try from Knotts, wasn't it? That's just didn't allow them the bonus points. So really impressed. It's a, it's a similar model to the Ampton model. Um but different, same, same, but different. <laughs> but it's um, they, they, they know their skin, their squad settled, and they've got a bit of stardust in there. So it's a tough place to go. I don't know if you've been up there yet, Charlie, but um, at all in your career. But it's a, it's a, it's a fucking hard place to go, mate. So Coldy's Coldy's only half an hour away from me at home. So I'm, Waterloo is my um, club at home. So I'm a Liverpool boy, and playing Coldy was a huge fixture in our mini and juniors. Uh, cycle, so I'm very, very, very familiar with Coldy Rugby Club. A lot of people there who are brilliant people, and it is a tough place. So I was on loan at Leicester Lions in National Two and played them there, and um, I think we just squeaked to win. But it's great to see them being highly competitive, and even better to see they're getting over a thousand at games, which is amazing. That when that uh, that bank is bouncing at Coldy, there aren't many better places to watch rugby. So hopefully, as the weather comes in, the the crowds are still coming in because I know the people of Cheshire can be fair weather now and again. So hopefully they stay in and keep coming down. But honestly, I was I was over the moon to see them get their first win against Richmond uh, in round two, just because I didn't... I, I, won't call, I, I won't lie, apart from when they play Ampton, I want Colts to do well because I'm a huge advocate for Northwest rugby. It, it's home for me and I want there to be a side in the Northwest. I was desperate for Ealing to go up last year so Sale and Colby could both come up. I'm a, a huge advocate for Northwest rugby. So Apart from when they play us, I, I, I've got a Coldy shirt on under my Amptil one every week because I'd love them to do well. Yeah, nice, mate. It's um, it's almost like punching for a contract for next year, there, mate. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, you'll get me. You'll get me in trouble with Mark Lavery if you start saying things like that, Gully. So we'll move on quickly. Donny, Donny done a job on Richmond, didn't they? Uh, which was good. Uh, and then Ealing, like comfortable win against Harby. We really expected that. So. I think of that round, like Nottingham, Nottingham are going well. Um, so I know we, we're bigging up Coldy there, but Notts are winning. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fine. Yeah, that's a nice little uh, nice little segue from the experienced podcast of Ben Gulliver there into round four when we're talking about Notts. Uh, they are going well and they, they certainly started round four very well on the Friday night by uh, by putting Donny to the sword at the, uh, Lady Bay with 30 points to 15. I'm not sure many people saw that coming, but... I guess from what we've said about them, maybe, maybe we could a bit. Mate, I predicted it. <laughs> I got, you did. I got five. You did. I got. Gully, when I saw that, when I saw that on Instagram, I was like, "Oh, he's a muppet." I was like, "What's he doing?" <laughs> and then literally I saw the result, and I was like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't yeah. text him because I very clearly messaged. I very nearly messaged me like, mate, no chance." <laughs> no, honestly, I've got. I don't know what it was. I was just like, I just fancied them. Uh, they're 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 in their second year under Hamo. 
Uh, they've got some good good players in from um, from Leicester, haven't they? What's the uh, the second row? Chess was it Chessum? Chessum, Chessum. Who looks like a giant? Yeah, I saw him and I thought, yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of me. And I, I think you know you got you got that bit. That bit. I don't know if he played Friday. It's like, excuse me if he didn't, but. You know they've got some good good people there, some good DRs, and like I said, Hamo's doing a good job. He's a good coach, uh, and it's and again, like Coldy, they seem to be attracting more supporters than they ever have. So I don't know what they're doing off the field there, but they're getting around a thousand. So that's good. Um, and it's like you said, it's if they can keep that those numbers coming through through the turnstiles through the through the year, um, because I think it's good that their numbers are going the right way when typically they've sort of been between 500 and 800 aren't they, for the game. So they're fair place to the off-field stuff at Knox as well. Well, we said we'd speak a bit more positively about Amdil and uh, for, for Charlie's perspective uh, earlier on in the show, but Amdil recording a 59-7 win at home to Scottish was a bit better, Charlie, wasn't it, in round four? It was a lot better. It was a lot better. And uh, we we did a lot right. Uh, we, we did a lot right. We played, I'm sure. Um, Ross, I'm sure you will have watched a lot of it this week. Uh, as we're recording this, the week that Ampton play Pirates, but we 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 finally did a lot right. We put those thirty minutes we put together for about sixty instead, so that was good. But I I never like to speak to Spurman, but I was underwhelmed by Scottish sailings. I think they were missing a few of their Harlequins lads who've been dual regged, and I think I was speaking to uh, Joe Gray after, who's a great guy. I think it could be it's a tough job they've got there this season. I think with the new the the new relationship with Harlequins, and I think they're still quite working out how that works. Uh, and I think they're one of those teams that on their day, when they when it clicks, I think they will do well. Uh, like they scored 21 points against Jersey, which is no mean feat this year. But I think on the days it doesn't quite click, it's going to be tough for them. And I think we caught them on a day where it didn't quite click. Um, they, they were quite a few errors from Scottish, which obviously made our job easier. But we, we, we put a good performance together, which we needed to after three underwhelming performances from us to start the season. That that I reckon that's that's got to be a record score in the champ for you, man, as well, hasn't it? I'd imagine. So uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think I think so, mate. I think so. And like, because I because obviously I know I know the mob quite well. We don't want to focus too much on it, but a, a Richmond club, whether it's Scottish or Richmond, has never been an easy fixture for for the mob. So it's um, you know, fifty nine points. Tommy would be loving that. But like you said, the Scottish mod, like I predict in round six, seven, before we actually know what they're about. But then it could be all dependent on what's happening in that Quinn squad. And you're probably seeing it, what the relationship with Bedford and Saints, how that's evolved this year is probably a little bit more settled than maybe it was last year. So maybe, maybe they'll have to go through that, but they're going to have to get through it quick. Otherwise they'll be right in the shit. <laughs> well, and that, that, that seems to be very interesting. Come the end of the I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. It's my first year at Jersey. So the 2018, 19 season, there was a relegation scrap between Hartbury and Richmond. And with about six games to go, Hartbury just got flooded by Bristol with dual reg players. And it kept left a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth with a lot of people at Richmond, I know, because suddenly these players were turned up. Matt Prothero turned up for three games. We haven't been there all season. And it's not the players' fault. The players get told to go where to play and they go and play to the best of their ability. So I just would hate to see something like that happen again later in the season because I think it undermines a lot of the great work people do in the league. So... I'm hoping that the Scottish Quinns model becomes more settled and we see the players who are going to be playing there and it's not a calling the cavalry to save them late in the season. But I think they're going to find themselves around in that relegation scrap. But I do think after the top two, I think anyone could be anyone at the moment. I think it's Ealing, Jersey and the rest in the champ this year at the moment. 
We talk about Ealing there, especially, in, uh, and how much we talked about Cough being a difficult place to go earlier on in the show. But they, they've uh, they've put them to the sword there. They've raised the bat for 50 points. And it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't look great for Cough, but it just it continues to look good for Ealing, doesn't it, lads? Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think that all I can all I can tell you about who had a good time at the Cov game was the former players. And they had a former players dinner and some photos knocking around on a group I'm in, and they they had a good time. I don't think they saw any of the rugby, so they went off the field, but they got they got pumped on it, didn't they? Let's be honest, fifty points. But they're not going to be the first team to concede fifty points to Ealing this year because their their squad is is. Well, I mean, I think they'll be probably signing a few Worcester players as well. So that strong zone, that's that squad's only going to get stronger in it. So. Not, not, you know, it is what it is. Uh, unfortunate for Cov. Uh, and then we're going to just pop up to Bedford Coldy. Um, so Coldy pick up a bonus point there away from home. And, and Bedford running some worldy tries like Bedford do. <laughs> Honestly, for your money, is there a better how many ever quid it is to spend for entertainment in rugby than going and watch Bedford? Week in, week out. Every week, it's just blockbuster stuff, isn't it? You see 40, 50 points, and anyone else, you'd be like, oh, 40, 50 points with Bedford. You're like, is that all? They just they just score worldies. It's it's almost hilarious. Mate, you, you're right. You're probably, your argument against, or argument with that would be maybe maybe Quinns in the, in the Prem, but but it's going it's to be 50 quid a ticket. But like you say, for bang for your buck, Bedford, it's a great place to go and watch rugby. When I first signed there, we we had one of those years where we had the right squad and we got to the final that year. Um, and I was like, why didn't I sign here 10 years ago? It's fucking brilliant. And it's a great place to play. But that we were scoring worldies back then and they're, and they're doing it 10 years later. It's it's just how they are and that's credit to Rayo and, and the, the off-field stuff as well. We've uh, It's obviously our local derby and we've got them on Boxing Day. And I, that's just, oh, that's just exciting. It's going to be so, like, it'll be packed. You could sell that place twice over on Boxing Day. So I'm very, very excited for that one. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll be one of the streamed games as well. Um, it should be, if you think. Well, they've just Obviously, the Tramp Rugby have just announced that 10 games will be streamed, I think. Uh, so hopefully that'll be one of them on Boxing Day. Um, but like you say, Bedford on Boxing Day. I actually said this on the show last year. I went to Bath last year for a Boxing Day fixture. I texted Gareth Allred and I said, I'd rather be at Bedford on Boxing Day than Bath. It was just it just a better match day experience for me, and I'm a champ warrior and I love it. But it was it's just as you can you can move around more. You can you know, I don't know the off field experiences it was better for me personally. So yeah, you're bang on on that, mate. And just to complete the round there in round four, obviously we spoke earlier about that uh, rivalry maybe a couple of years ago between Richmond and Hartbury, a close game at the Rag, 1915, and a the first Richmond win of the season. They'll be they'll be pleased to get over the line there. Two potentially struggling sides we spoke about in. Uh, in pre-season and obviously Pirates, we went up to went over to the island, we went to Jersey. Uh, the weather was okay for the whole time we were there, apart from the two hours we were playing rugby where it was monsoon conditions as per. And yeah, a, a 21-10 win for, for Jersey by the virtue of three penalty tries and some, some discipline issues for us. Guys, what do you think of those two results? Uh, I've played in those games in Jersey and when the weather turns, that's the weather, by the way, that's the weather done for winter in Jersey now. It, it doesn't turn back once it turns. It turns and it carries on till summer. So going over there till about April is going to be a nightmare. But I saw the score at half time was 14-0. And then I went onto your boy's um, Twitter and it was all positive. And I was like, that means there's a wind straight down the pitch. And I've watched it this week. And I know that when we played Ealing in the cup in a 50 mile an hour wind down the pitch, I remember being with Tom Denton, we were calling lineouts. 
And genuinely got to the point where at penalties we were tapping and kicking it because it was easier to defend line outs than actually call them. So it just it ruins a game of rugby, but it then comes down to set piece. And that jersey scrum is formidable this year. Like the jersey scrum's always strong, but it, it did a job on us round one. It absolutely dismantled our scrum and that 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 is winning them games at the moment. You can say it's not attractive, it's not pretty, it's not sexy, it's rugby, isn't it? And that Jersey scrum is a weapon that could take them to the top of the league this year. It genuinely could. So it's a. I think. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, Ross. But my understanding was that you boys were kicked through late on from your own five for a foot chase, and then it went out dead because the wind and had to come back for five meter scrum. So you were chasing the wind. Had a losing bonus, then look, that's heartbreaking. It is, yeah. We were, to be fair, it was it was all very one sided in the first half, largely due to the conditions that were causing the the you know our discipline issues through the momentum. We were relentlessly defending five meters out, and you know pretty heroically at times actually. But um, yeah, oh, difficult to difficult difficult to contest the yellow cards. To be fair, because of the momentum uh, and the and the. You know the culmination of the penalties, maybe maybe one of them a little bit harsh, but yeah, fourteen nil, and then the second half we get the, those conditions in our favour. We're fourteen ten, we're five meters out, and you know we we turned the ball over a couple of times, but like the, the, the moment you're referring to there, yeah, that is that was a massive moment in the game. Arwell's, um, you know, booted an absolute monster ninety five meters from our own five meter line, and it's just the bounce of the ball. It's gone the wrong side of the dead ball. Jersey get a five meter scrum and they push us over for a penalty try. So it's the margins at the moment at the top, top and the bottom and in the middle. It's just, it's a tough league and you know we could have quite easily come away from from there on Friday night with a win. But as it is, we go home empty handed. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to take that. Yeah, I I, I suppose Paves on uh, Sunday actually. Uh, no, was it Sunday or Monday? And um, yeah, he, he said that the penalty count was slightly against you, uh, which has been a bit of an issue for Pirates this season by all accounts. So to be in the game, penalty against you, scrum under pressure and line out, and nearly come away with a win, you, you got to you got to take the positives out of the shit situation. And I think I think they will be positive, and they'll be looking forward to this weekend, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, at least uh, you wouldn't want to be you wouldn't want to be the team going to face them after that with a nine day turnaround either, would you? God, <laughs> God help them. Ah, oh, Idos, brilliant. Now I love coming to Menet. It's one of my favourite places to come and play. I love coming and playing against Pirates. Great crowd, great club. Always a great game, rugby. I'm, I, and also the bus journeys are always fun. Like put, put that side on it as well. Bus journeys are fun, so I, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's always always a good game. We'll uh, we'll look forward to uh, to that fixture and the rest of round five in a minute. We'll just have to take a quick look at the table. Uh, a moment, obviously, Ealing is expected the early pace set as top of the league, twenty points out of twenty. Jersey just behind them with with nineteen points, having won all of their four um, as well. Bedford looking good. Nottingham looking good. We've spoken about them. Us at Pirates under pressure with two losses in a row. First wins for for Ampdill and Richmond as well. You know, we spoke last last time, Gully, I asked you the question, is it too early to look into things? You said no then. It isn't now either, really, is it? They're starting, there's a little pattern forming. Yeah, definitely. It's look, You know, looking at the league now, it looks like a, a, a table from old when I was playing with Bedford up there and Nottingham and Donny. Um, and it's, it's nice to see not, Nottingham up at the league, but... There is a bit of a trend, mate. Like Scottish, they're a win away down at the bottom. They've not won a game. Um, so yeah, they're you know you've, they've got to start picking up points. Whether that's bonus points, bonus point tries, whatever it is, um, just to stay on the tails of Hartbury, Coldy, uh, Richmond, and Amstel. So um, and at the top, I think like Charlie said earlier, like Ealing, Jersey, are oh, you full blown full time teams in the league? 
that offer the wages to do that. There are other full times in the full time players in the league, but not not quite the same resources. So that's no surprise, really. Um, so and then the other, like you said, like you guys down at Pirates are in the transition year, aren't you? So hopefully you guys will go on a bit of a run towards the end of uh, well from now on from this weekend. <laughs> but yeah, the league, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not too dissimilar to that at the end of the year. I mean, that's my prediction. <laughs> I hope I hope it's a little different with one team. I'd hope I'd like to think one team are a little higher with us in ninth at the moment. But I, I generally think, like I said, I think the top two will be the top two. I think you'll find a bottom three slash four maybe, and then I reckon the rest will be really tight, like it was last year. You, you'll find I think by round twelve, thirteen, one win will put you up four places, one loss will put you down the same. I think it's going to be very, very tight in the middle and. It's one of those everyone talks about the English Premier League football of how anyone could be anyone. That's what makes it great. I genuinely believe the same is about the champ. I really do. I think there's no game I look at when I'm preparing that I, I honestly go, this would be an easy week or, oh, we could take our foot off the gas a little bit this week because you do that and you lose. It's as simple as that in this league. Absolutely. Yeah, no, some 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 really exciting stuff so far in this, this league so far this season. And, and we go into another exciting round in round five. We'll come on to the, uh, the in-pod clash last, I think, Ben. I think Gully's going to uh, preview that one for us. But I think the one that jumps out for me here, lads, is is Doncaster against Bedford. Uh, two uh, two nominees uh, from the Championship Player of the Month just an- announced as uh, as George Simpson from uh, Doncaster for a for a great start to the season with six tries after having moved from from Hartbury. That one looks like a, a mouth roaring run, doesn't it, Gully? Yeah, it does. And um, Donny off the back of a loss as well. Bedford off the back of Wint third in the league only lost one game this season um, Bedford, Bedford will fancy that 100% um, and Doncaster need a reaction um, when Doncaster need a reaction they normally get one so that could be well, hopefully that the weather's decent as a high scoring fixture you'd imagine it would be with Bedford involved um, but yeah I'll, I'll, I'll keep my powder dry on the predictions on that but it'd be a good be a good one um, I'd like to be at that game to be honest that'd be a great game to go and watch and then elsewhere, we're looking Hartbury and Knotts. Uh, it's a chance there, really, maybe for Knotts to sort of, you know, cement themselves as as a, you know, a much improved side and and maybe sort of stay up in that that middle tier or you know the top middle to top end of the the league. But Hartbury as well, they'll be smart in. You talk about uh, Donny Smart in there. Hartbury will be smart in at home, having lost the way to Richmond in the way they did. I think it was a late a late loss as well. So they'll be looking to bounce back too. Yeah, definitely. I think. I quite fancy Hartbury for that game. They need to get their season going. They've got some good players there, good experience, um, home fixture. Yeah, I kind of fancy Hartbury there, but Nottingham could go down there and get another win and, you know, they're they're flying. Uh, we move quickly on to Coldy versus Jersey. Now, talk, tell me about the logistics of that one. Like, where are you flying into if you're Jersey and you're going to Coldy? You're flying to Liverpool. Loads of direct flights to Liverpool. Thankfully, saved my life a few times getting back the family stuff. You'd fly to Liverpool and then it's a, 45 minute hour journey over to the world, depending where they stay. So it's actually logistically that's one of your easier ones. Um, I can't, I, I, I can see Jersey winning with five, but Coldy scoring four because I just think that I think they'll score four, four tries. I think Jersey will run away early and then Coldy will come back in the second half and score, score four. I think in that one, they're doing it right because they, when they lose, they're picking up the points still. Um, yeah, and those points are so key, aren't they? It's like huge. Yeah. Huge, mate. One in the league last year. You know, one in the league. Do you know what, though, as well, mate? For you as a player, if you if you pick up maybe one or two bonus points where maybe you shouldn't, it can it can help with the next week, can't it? If you come away a game with, with, with zero... Huge, mate. Mentally, it's tough. Huge. 
it can also keep it can also keep you in a game. You can be we had it against Bedford actually. You can be thirty points down with ten minutes to go, and be like, lads, we need two tries here. Two tries gets us a point. It, it, it keeps you in the game. It keep it keeps somebody playing. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for both. Yeah, points. it's um, and it keeps the fans engaged as well, doesn't it? Um, Ealing Richmond, I think that's. I think we all know which way that want to go. Uh, and London Scottish Cov, who knows what? Who knows? <laughs> I think. I think I know Gully. I think. I think Cov will win that one. I'm trying to be nice to Scottish this year. Like I'm trying my hardest, but they're not helping me. <laughs> you promised. You promised Shep you'd change, Gully. You promised him you'd change. Oh yeah, I didn't promise anything. Um, right, and then big the big one of the weekend, boys. So we'll go uh, Pirates against Hampton uh, on Sunday, not Saturday, as it was originally advertised. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, then, Ross? What's what's the preparations been like down there? And then we'll move on to Charlie, who would no doubt give us some insight. Look, we spoke a minute ago, didn't we? We said it, it was a it's a tough one to take. Um, we could have quite easily come away from Jersey with a with a win. Um, and we did, you know, despite the the loss and and not taking a bonus point away, we 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 did some pretty good stuff. We defended really well. We were physical. Uh, we were in their face. We just, it's like Charlie said earlier on in the show, it's it's difficult with the with the line out, and that went to bits a little bit. Uh, obviously, their scrum dominance, you know, yielded them some points for the penalty tries. But look, the vibe in camp this week's actually been really positive. The sessions have been uh, full of energy. The boys are full of energy. You know the the pressure is almost off in a weird way um, with with the expectations for Ealing this season and and the changes in our squad. So look, we rip into every home game with the same mentality that you know not we don't we don't want anyone coming down here to to take our scalp and it is still a big scalp for other sides. I'm sure Charlie will will agree with that and say the same in a minute. But you know we we've got home territory to defend this weekend, but we also desperately need to get back to a to winning way. So we'll go out there you know positive with the, with the same sort of game plan that we normally do. I think and. Um, yeah, the boys. The boys are, are confident, like they always are, and hopefully, hopefully, we can get the job done. Right, Charlie. There's your team talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was playing that. Now it's like, like Ross said, it's um, it's a huge game to go down to the many. Like, no, no one goes down there and takes it lightly, or anyone who does is a fool. And there's a lot of talk about. I've heard it on this podcast a few times. Transition season for Pirates and changes. There are huge changes to lose the number of players, especially up front. It's always going to be a different season. But they are a good side still. There is no doubt about that. And if you go down to Pirates with anything but your best, you're going to come away with your asses handed to you normally. And we know that. So we've had a good week. We had, um, obviously, we're, we train a little bit differently to Pirates. Obviously, we're evenings. So we train Monday, Wednesdays. Thursdays are our last night, was one of our best sessions yet. We had a great session. It was a good feel after. So we're, we're full of confidence on what we're doing. Uh, we feel like we've prepared well. But Everyone knows you've got a very well laid plan, and then five minutes to a game, it's absolute chaos. So we we will see how it goes, but we're coming down very much with huge respect for Pirates as you always do. But we've come and got good results the last two seasons here. We got a win in the COVID season, and we got a mental twenty eight all draw last year in one of the wildest games I've ever played in. So as much as you respect the men and going there, we actually shouldn't fear it because the last two years we've come away with results we've been happy with. So. We're coming down to try and take some points, obviously, and try and get a win, as you do every day you play, but with full respect for what we're coming to play and very much ready to not do much on Monday because I promise you the sorest I am the day after a game is always when I play Pirates. Whether it was at Jersey, whether it was at Amptill, any time I play Pirates, I wake up and feel like I've been in 12 car crashes the next day. So my Monday is written off. Um, but no, I'm really excited. It's always one of the games I look for in the calendar, Pirates away. So I'm really, really excited for this weekend. I think, I actually think with the way both teams are playing, I think we're playing a little bit more of an expansive style of rugby this year. You look at the points we scored. 
I think it could be a really good game. And I'm really pleased as a live stream, both for like my family to be able to watch. But actually, I think if anyone's short of a game of rugby on Sunday, I think it be it should be, unless the weather ruins it, which it has the potential to down there. It, I think it could be a really great game and great advert for the league. So I, I'm just mad excited, boys. Yeah. And also, you get to get pissed twice on the way home. <laughs> exactly. You so you sober up and go again. <laughs> uh, class. Yeah, it should be a good one. It's like you said, it's good that it's being streamed as well. So good luck to you both. Let's have a uh, 32 all draw like you did last time. <laughs> It'd be great. Cheers, Gully. No, lads, thanks for coming on. Gully, pleasure as always. And Charlie, good to have you on. And, and hopefully, we'll have you on a couple more times this season as well. Cheers, fellas. Pleasure. That was the Championship Clubs Podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.